Welcome to this episode of Striving for Ample Nonsense. Okay. Hey, okay. We're, we're yeah, getting, we're, it's like a slant rhyme. Yes. We're going a little bit sideways with it. It's good. We're slipping an F in there. Yeah. An F bomb, they call it. Whoever mm. submitted it, you can see my visual disappointment in the video. <laughs> that is uh, Eric Lancaster on YouTube. Yeah. What is our Do official better, stance on those incidental little words? I'm absolutely 100% for it. Okay. 100% for it? Yeah. Okay. As long as you don't capitalize the possibilities it. possibilities a lot. Yeah. Those are hard words. As long as you're not capitalizing yeah. it, it technically isn't a word. If you're so, a mobile well, rapper, they're not words. We could also add just a small, like, parenthetical F between the S and the A. So we could be span. I mean, historically, uh, the letter S was used in place of the letter F, or was that vice versa? Something. F's were S's when you used to write them out. So it's basically just, uh, you know, some sort of like a, you know, missed uh, misconnection there. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy's commenting from the mid fifteenth century. We're sitting here in the twenty first century. Mm-hmm. We should be asking him many questions about medieval life right and now. How he got yes. an iPhone back then—that's pretty fucking incredible. Yes. Eh, well, you know, Merlin was alive back then, <laughs> so you never know. Chase, you were saying right before we started recording that you heard a really good fucking idea. Yeah, yeah. Caddy share. Caddyshack fifty-seven on Instagram wrote in and said that he has an idea mm. for the CrossFit CrossFit shirts that we could that we could be putting out there. Yeah. He said they could be Anchorman themed. And he goes on to say, picture the scene with all the different news teams fighting. You could have an image of all four of us in tacky 70s suits and turtleneck combos, each with their weapon of choice. Cliff would obviously have his dick slap weapon, but in the background you could have subtle hints of other CrossFit content makers fighting over the CrossFit globe on the back of the shirt. Love it. Like Craig Ritchie on the British flag, etc., etc. This would be focused on the larger idea of the new CrossFit content wars that is ongoing. Mm-hmm. Content wars! That is incredible. What is a dick slap <laughs> weapon other than a very large dildo? It would just be a big dildo. Yeah. I think it's the nunchuck. I think the fleshlight nunchuck is, oh, not, is the yeah, dick yeah, slap yeah, yeah. weapon okay. of choice. Okay. Or just two dildos connected by a Why does it have to be dildo- dildos? I'm picturing yeah. real severed dicks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that could be nunchucks. it. It could be the mythical uh, bag of dicks from that Louis C.K. Oh, yeah. bit there. Just a swinging... A big bag of dicks all kind of mushed I together. I still need to watch that. Yeah. Did you watch it, Armin? Which one? The the Louis Louis C.K. Oh, set that went up. Oh, yeah. That's an old yeah, yeah, yeah. one. But, the, but the yes, you should bag of that. dicks is from the old one. Yeah, yeah, But the new one is good. You should check it out. But the ultimate dick slapping weapon would be nunchucks made of dildos, I think. Because that really is probably the closest thing to a slap you're going to get. Uh, as opposed to like a large, nuncox. very rigid uh, nuncocks. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. We have a name for it now. Um... Another listener. <laughs> oh, we're going to listeners. Uh, we're going to listener it. comments. I just thought this was funny. He pointed out a big omission. Uh, this is from Thomas Hoffman. He pointed out a p- when we were uh, when we were uh, during the last podcast explaining why it would be very hard to be an Italian CrossFitter because how are you going to have so much time? Uh, he says he's he sent me this message. How do you have time to do CrossFit when you're Angelo De Coco and you love the pasta? <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Thomas Hoffman underscore PT on Instagram because he nailed that shit. Mm-hmm. Good job. We missed. We really missed the whole opportunity there. We before. missed the boat. We were just make, riffing on Italian <laughs> jokes like we were comedians in the middle 20th century. And that was still a relevant ethnic group to make fun of. And we just missed the one that was already right there. We set that joke up months ago. Yes. And yet... Here we are, not taking advantage of our own setup for a punchline. You know what? Uh, I, I was talking about Angelo DeChico the other day and fucked up and said to Coco. No, you did not. <laughs> and it didn't click. 
Like the other uh, person had no idea what I was talking about, and I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck, the Chico man, my bad." Chase just reminded me that that's not his actual name. <laughs> I just still was assuming it was. I think I your phone is causing a little bit nope. of buzz. There just FYI. Yeah, phone. Um, yeah, you didn't have to throw it across the room. Yeah, did, hey, Kyle, do you geez. do you know about this hashtag thing on the Opens leaderboard? Yes, mm. I do. I actually wanted to to bring that up. Uh, yeah. So we're like deep in the open season right now, like super deep. We're like we're like nearly balls deep in the open season. How mm. could we be in the open season? It doesn't hasn't started yet. Open we're, season. We're two weeks away from recording it's right February now. Uh-huh. In two oh, weeks, yeah. they're record. They're announcing the first workout. Right. But you should always be prepared for the unknown and the unknowable. Should so every, everyone should just be just should just is be this ready for at, the open? Is this mm-hmm. you at peak preparation, Cliff? <laughs> Oddly enough, kind of sorta. I've yeah. actually been doing CrossFit for the last two weeks, so that's more prep than I've done for most of the last year yeah bold yeah. strategy cotton. i did box jumps i did kipping things those are both terrible ideas you should not be doing either of those mm. i mean hashtag crossfit yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah so we're we're pretty deep in the open season it's two weeks yeah. from today they're announcing the first open workout Fuck. and uh the hashtag thing that you're <laughs> describing chase is that when you get onto the open workout you can create your own leaderboard by using hashtags for example hashtag scale is nation if you uh, would if you want to be a part of the scale is nation leaderboard so you, uh, do, you can do kind of your own little leaderboard based yeah. on hashtags. so we can have our own little leaderboard the well, hashtag scale is nation so that we're all on the that. same page it is scale as nation yes, yes. hashtag fully scale as nation scale as nation i love it okay yeah. that's good that's us that's good does that mean that we should also participate in the open I mean, if you would like, <laughs> I I tell myself every year that I'm not going to do it, mm-hmm. and then every year I do it. Yeah. So this year we I'm just make, not going to. We could make the chase the official avatar of the podcast on the Scaleless Nation. Gonna look uh, real fucked up whenever our avatar loses our competition. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, losing isn't part of the isn't really part of it, right? Because tired is enough. Yeah. Tired is enough. Even that, even Bowie agrees that yes, tired isn't is enough. Right, Bowie. <laughs> Bowie right now is uh, is trying to counter surf to get yes. to get his dinner way early no bowie yes when bowie stands on his hind legs things get very hairy in the hendersons in here because that dog is enormous um yeah, he's trying to get big. i am down for this competition well the, the real thing is are there any board. are there any ringers you know are there any people who are like low-key scale as needed fans there's a lot of fit. throw that hashtag on there there's a lot of fit fucks that follow that are scale as yes. nation how fit are we talking well a few of them follow me, and I look at their profiles, and I go, "Oh, wow! They could uh, they could easily fuck me up at any workout." So, yeah, man, uh, there's at least four of them. Okay, yeah, four of <laughs> them we'll where I'm like, "Them all, shit." I think we need to try and get Bethany. Bethany, obviously. <laughs> and if we can get Bethany and Brent Fakowski onto the Scale as Nation leaders leaderboard, oh I think that God. that would be a huge get for and Nick Urankar. Yes. Since he is our official. He's, he's official. Mm-hmm. I sent him his 20 and, bucks last week. And Travis Williams, who is also our other official uh, athlete mm-hmm. last week. I'm not sure if we ever came to a final call on that. And exactly. Brent Fikowski, who's also our official mm-hmm. athlete. Exactly. A unique team of four men, one woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll Honestly, it's, it's, it's two men, two women. Brent. <laughs> Brent. Doesn't, doesn't qualify. No, it doesn't. doesn't work. <laughs> 
Bowie. Are you guys picking up that uh, that barking? What are you <laughs> barking about, Bowie? There's a Muppet in the corner yes. yelling at the top of his lungs. Giant Muppet. He's very strongly disagreeing with whatever's happening right now. I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna let him out. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. What you guys aren't seeing is that he barks at his. He's barking at his food bowl. He is six feet tall when he stands up, which is weird because he's taller than Armin. Um, but uh, and then he barks at his at his food on the counter, and then he turns back and checks with us. Oh, here he comes. Look at this fucking dog. Let's see if we can get him on mic. Bowie, say hi. Yeah. Of course yeah. not. We got some audio of, of that not. probably. So check out uh, Arm & Hammer TV on YouTube to get the full footage of Bowie in that moment. Yep, and for folks who don't know the rundown, basically, Bowie is a, a growing into the new alpha male of the household. He is not... Not there yet. He's still kind of floppy and weak, but I have a feeling he's going to dominate these <laughs> so two old dogs in just a little hard. bit. His upper pecs aren't quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Not really. Mm-hmm. Need to I be. will say though, by the way, now since we're talking a little bit about Bowie and Bowie made an, uh, an appearance on the uh, on the pod here, none of you have brought up the fact that I did exactly what we talked about with Lee Priest. And no one, no one's oh, no, mentioned I, it. I, I oh, watched shit. it. Oh, I was very happy. I got sixteen-year-old Lee Priest up yep. there first. Yeah. Yep. And then I got real Is Lee the picture Priest. Picture where he's doing the most muscular there. Well, uh, yes. Okay, good, yes. good, good. Uh, here's the best thing: is that YouTube now does that. Here's how I know: is that I I clicked over to the video. Uh, when it popped up, but now YouTube does that like Pornhub thing, you know, where they do they 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 show a little clip, and of course that's determined like when you when you when you put your cursor over the video, the little thumbnail turns to some section of the video, a little preview, a little one second preview. Um, and the Pornhub thing, yeah, the Pornhub. It was actually pioneered by Pornhub. Of course and, it was. Uh, yeah, and then it was uh, been were. taken over to, by, to YouTube. Anyway, point being that that. The two different shots of Lee Priest with fucking face tattoos is the preview image. Because of course it is. Because that shit is determined uh, algorithmically. So they put those out randomly. This is also a, a wonderful Pornhub innovation. And whichever gets the most clicks then populates everyone else's feed. So clearly that caused the most number of clicks. You know, that double image of, uh, of face tattoos. And therefore that was populated to the rest. So what you're trying to say is you're welcome. Exactly. That's that was, what I'm saying. That was also, by the way, the first episode that I've actually marked as not safe for work on YouTube. Oh, yeah? Because I was getting a lot of people saying that maybe I should have been warning them about about <laughs> the content of the show oh, previously. Where are you people watching and or listening to this? That YouTube. <laughs> but do you listen oh, out wait, loud? Sorry. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I hope answer. they don't listen out loud. I mean, who li- like what is and maybe I'm wrong, but what is the what is what are the work circumstances where it's okay to just play podcasts out loud? It's an open floor pan- plan, man. Don't yeah, but still, it's though, not cool. What is like assuming on. you have headphones? Don't on. wheeze my juice. <laughs> you know, it's very BDE energy in the in the office. Is if you have like a company speaker that's shared. Mm-hmm. And you play the podcast through it <laughs> <laughs> instead of it being like mm-hmm. someone complaining that we're playing too too many Eagles songs. Mm-hmm. We're just playing scale <laughs> as needed. We've been listening to the greatest hits of Eagles from the past three weeks on repeat. Can we please get something That's else? That's when you double down and you play scale as needed. Well, it's like, what are you talking about? If you're something in- else. It's the greatest hits of Eagles. What do you want? Lesser hits of the Eagles? We got the best of the best. Well, I guess we haven't listened to their deep catalog so let's come all the way back here's hotel california again <laughs> yeah uh yeah the open i guess to talk a little bit about fitness possibly mm-hmm. is is in a couple weeks mm-hmm. we now know that there will be live announcements mm-hmm. not featuring david castro mm-hmm. huh um, who's going to be announcing 
That's a great question. Is it Glassman himself? No. no. They're going to be put up to the community to do live announcements. So they'll basically have a few different locations around the world. Armin, are you doing the live announcements? No. Too? Is that what I'm, you mean? I, I'm, I'm, I am currently, uh, if you guys watched on the minute, mm-hmm. Justin and I are starting a bit of like a underground petition, mm-hmm. if you will, to be one of the open announcements <laughs> <laughs> and to do the to do live open announcement yes. against one another yes. as long as you're going to get murdered by Justin Justin actually works out now dude mm. uh, as long as <laughs> so uh, confident as long as as long as grandpa is there as long as the old man and his anti-freeze drugs are there <laughs> I am 100% in I'll go I will fly to Santa Cruz yeah. and I will do a live open announcement from that fucking so set so long yes for long as it's from the fucking li- Put Mary me on the, the children set. living room I'm gonna do dips off of oh, the fucking man. sofa I'm gonna do like uh, squats onto the couch yes. I, I'm 100% in I'm gonna do those shitty presses yes Yes, that will be the. Go ahead. Go ahead. Can you find out what's in those blue plastic containers there? What is the liquid? Is it antifreeze? Sugar-free Kool-Aid. Sugar-free Kool-Aid. Uh oh, that's that's the boringest answer. We're gonna do a pig flip of that couch just over and over again. (laughs) Hell yes. The couch actually weighs seven hundred. That'll be the moment I know for sure that this is all a simulation. (laughs) Like I will start peeling at random spots in the in the foreground to see where it tears. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna I, let me know. I'm, I <laughs> so, would love that to happen. So it's this not gonna is, happen. So this is interesting. You say they're turning to the community for the opening announcement. What does that actually mean? Yeah. Though? So like, um, let me let me read you what they posted because it, there's a little bit that's up to interpretation here, um, and by up to interpretation, I mean there's not a lot of information here. Um, there's information here in a way that basically makes it sound like they don't really know exactly what they want it to look like. So, for example, uh, live open announcements tradition continues in 2019, beginning with 19.1 on February 21st. An international cohort of CrossFit affiliates and sanctional organizers will announce the open workouts live. Each week will bring its own look and feel from workout releases on raw live streams to head-to-head throwdowns with star athletes. Mm-hmm. The party and protocol will be determined by the host. Mm-hmm. Announcements will be available at games.crossfit.com and on the CrossFit Games social media pages. Yeah. 19.1 is from UK, France, and Brazil. Um, and so that's it. It basically is up to the people who they have like chosen to do this. Yes, and which is why I think we should petition that one of the open announcements should be done right here from this table. Absolutely. You I mean, know. I have a couch. Give the people what they want. I have jugs of stuff. Yes. I can, I can, Stuffs. I can, you know, sit down and stand up over here. Yes. How hard like, could that be? I'm just saying, like, how do you make the CrossFit fans happy? You say, and now we're going live to Austin, Texas, for the announcement. But it's not a gym. No. It's no. It's right here in this kitchen. Being interrupted by the dogs. That's right. Yeah. We know people I who have go the live. Most relatable two people here. We who, sure. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're nothing if not mm-hmm. relatable. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> super relatable. <laughs> the uh, the open, my favorite open announcement, by the way, from back from years back, was not at all at a gym. It was the one in the garage there with Dan Bailey mm-hmm. doing the, uh, that was the double best under, one. yeah, double yeah. under, toe the bar, squat clean one. Where exactly? Where Adrian Bosman, the head judge, uh, gave, miscounted his reps. There. What is he, the head mathematician? <laughs> Get off his case, Cliff. Fuck. Uh, it's funny though. I'm thinking now that like it's weird to look back and realize 
how many the writing was on the wall for all of these changes because remember back when like they started doing the open announcements it was usually like Rich Froning versus Matt Frazier or whatever and then a few years in they were like let's also put two old people in there as well and just see what happens Re- reg- like, regular people reg- normies regular old folk and, uh, and and like you can see their little you know little attempts at trying to push the CrossFit health aspect and maybe diminish the look at these superhumans aspect of the thing and finally they're like you know what let's you know go for broke here and they just went all the fucking in so uh, yeah those things are more significant in retrospect you get why they happen yeah <laughs> this year's straight up just going to be someone's first day doing CrossFit and they're going to be the live announcement a, what's the It'll fuck's be LeBron a snatch? James. <laughs> you want me to overhead what overhead what this thing? <laughs> BT Dubs, guys, a uh, not bad idea for an implement that could be used in the open, way cheaper than dumbbells. Would None be cocks. no, would be <laughs> uh, get get a get a plastic jug fill with water. Yep. the uh, gallon milk mm. jugs. Each of those weighs eight mm-hmm. pounds. Certainly for the old folks doing it. Yeah. Empty out a milk jug, fill it with water, use it as the load in the workout. How drastically different mm. do you think the programming is going to be? And so, it's, but that's the question. Is so? Is it? It's not Dave doing the programming. It is Dave it's, indeed. Oh, it is it's doing Dave. This. It's okay. Dave with a lot of insight from Garrett Glassman. Oh. I, I think. All right. I, like they can't. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say. Uh, I think we've we've seen the last of Dave Castro being a face of the CrossFit games. Mm. I don't think we'll ever see him with a mic in his hand announcing mm-hmm. anything ever again. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's... that's Never what, is a long time. Armin. Never is a long time, but but given what the... Like, given how aggressive the course correction on these changes has been, it's something tells me that that's, that's one of the changes that's, you know, part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're two weeks away from the start of the Open, and Castro has yet to say anything other than add the link in his bio to say sign up for the CrossFit Games. But he mm-hmm. also made his Instagram account private, so mm-hmm. that doesn't really help anybody. Um, but as far as the programming goes, yes, officially the programming is still done by Dave because Dave is still officially the director of the Games. But mm-hmm. like everything else with CrossFit right now, there is a much larger participation from Greg Glassman than there has been recently. So, yeah, it could very well be like you've seen the open or you've seen the, dot com the, yeah, dot com programming like dot com programming has basically been rowing and uh, rowing and Cindy variations like of the yeah. past month or five weeks with some pistols thrown in there. It's been it's been like maybe seven or eight times Elsa rowing pull-ups. rowing and, and Cindy variations have shown up um, three or four times. There's hmm. been like a heavy deadlift plus handstand practice. It's like oh, okay. really old school. Yeah. CrossFit.com uh, programming. I, think I need to start following CrossFit.com mm-hmm. programming again. It, I mean, you do worse. Yeah. I have an excellent idea for a CrossFit open workout, by the way, especially since these are qualifying for the games, which is Chelsea with no time limit, however far you can make. Chelsea, as everyone recalls, is like Cindy, but it's five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 squats uh, on the minute for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I say... Unlimited Chelsea, just on the minute as long as you can. On That's the minute as long you as you can. See who makes it the furthest. At least people fucked. could go. Would go for hours. <laughs> that, I, think I don't think they actually, would go for hours. I, I would think, like to see that. Yeah, I, I think, think that's I, how we actually killed Jacob Hepner. One hundred percent would make it like two hours. He would yeah. go for the spectacle. And Hepner die. did one of the uh, one of the Wadapalooza yeah. qualifier workouts was was something like that. It yeah. was like two minute intervals as long as you could. And he went like twice as long as the next person. The, the cap was 30, 30 the, minutes, I believe. And he went and he for went an hour. 30. Mm. He went longer. 
Didn't he go like way fucking long? Oh no, there was a sixty minute. There one. was like he went like sixty minutes on this interval thing, and he just stopped. He was like, okay. Yeah, and he was like I've talking between to rounds to his camera. <laughs> yeah. All right, different idea. You do min, you do Cindy at the top of the minute, and then your score is the total number of double unders you accrue in what remains of the minute, and then you just keep going Ugh. until you can't complete the Cindy portion it's, of it's, that's the, that's uh, not the, the, the transition into the jump rope would just be too ponderous. I, I don't know, but like you could workable. probably knock out the, the Cindy part relatively quickly. The push-ups take the most time, I think. Maybe, the, I don't know. I have, I have an interesting story that has to do with Cindy and the CrossFit Games athletes. Two-minute rounds. There All right, you go. So, Fix it. So in, uh, in 2012, maybe, I went to, uh, the games are still in L.A. I lived in L.A. I was going to the games. Mm-hmm. Duh. Uh, but uh, uh, before the games, there was a uh, gymnastics wad mm-hmm. uh, seminar held by Carl Pally, who, if you don't follow, by the way, Carl Pally is legit as fuck. He's great. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the guy who taught Jason Kalipa how to do a backflip He's the guy one uninterrupted video. Back tuck. Mm-hmm. Back, tuck. back tuck. That's right. He's the yeah. guy who taught Kalipa how to do that back tuck. So uh, he had this uh, seminar, and it was at a gym that was like local, like mm-hmm. pretty close to Carson. So there were some athletes that had dropped in and worked out like in the days leading up to the seminar. And on the board was uh, uh, AMRAP 10 Minutes Cindy. And Austin Maliolo had done it as like his his like primer before the game started, like the week before the game started. And guess what his score was? For ten minutes of Cindy? Ten minutes of Cindy. As oh, a primer Jesus. leading into the games. Um, I am gonna say he would be pushing close to twenty rounds mm. there if he was really fucking going for it. Seventeen. Yeah, it was like it was like fifteen and a half rounds. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. I was like, "Huh? <laughs> what, like what? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> You're crazy, man! You're crazy." Defying the yeah. laws of physics. Yeah, I remember reading stats for people leading into the 2009 games, and the 2009 games people had their lift numbers and their fucking wad scores. And I remember various of the CrossFit athletes had Cindy scores. Uh, in the 15-16 range yep. as individual qualifiers for the CrossFit Games. Just want to throw that out there yeah. and show folks that the sports the sports been a, sports been yeah. a changer. That was back yeah. when Spiel had 39 rounds. Yeah. 39 rounds! See, that's the thing that makes me think that a minute, like a Chelsea for Infinite, would just go on forever. Because if there are athletes who in 20 minutes can get 40 fucking rounds, then, then basically going at a minute per round pace they could just sustain for a long mm-hmm. period of time mm-hmm. which basically cutting mm-hmm. the volume mm-hmm. per minute in half um, from where it would be like a, a, assuming you have like a spiel level of fitness yeah mm-hmm. yeah spiel level of fitness trying like back then that would that would be that workout would go forever um, but you know I think I think it's to come back to the original question that chase asked what do what do we think we can see I think strict movements mm-hmm. are absolutely going to be part of the the uh, open this year. Mm. I don't think it's going to be a strict pull-up, mm. um, but I do think there's other strict gymnastics movements that that can show up, namely the handstand push-up. Mm. Um, I think there's going to be, you know, it's not going to be like the workouts are less devastating because that's one of the things that the Open's really good at is putting, like, you know, Dave was really good at programming workouts that that was able to sort of put people in that pain cave you know, based off of your strategy going into the workout, I think that's going to stay the same, but mm-hmm. I think we're going to start seeing these variations pop up variations on the types of movements. I don't think we're going to see very heavy barbells. 
I think if we do see a very heavy barbell, it's going to be something like a max, but we're not going to see something like, uh, there was that workout in 2015. I think that was like 185 power cleans and handstand pushups. Like we're not going to see a moderate barbell looking at the, at the CrossFit.com programming. Mm-hmm. It's basically been super light barbells and conditioning engine work or very heavy barbells like a CrossFit total or a heavy deadlift. Mm. Right. Um, it, it, the, like even workouts where you would suspect the, the weights, like you could guess the weights, it's like 21, 15, mm. nine thrusters with like 3000 meter, 2000 meter, 1000 meter row. Mm. It's like 75 pounds for the men, mm. like way lighter than you would expect it to be. Mm. So I think, I think given that we're probably going to be seeing this, like, this the symmetry of movements start falling apart. It's going to be a much more asymmetrical type of programming where some of the work workouts are going to include weights that we would consider to be like super light, but are going to be very fucking painful to mm-hmm. use. But at the same time, we're going to have some like harder gymnastic stuff that that we may not necessarily be, you know, used to. Mm-hmm. I would guess uh, broadly here that we are going to see since um, since. A lot of the countries don't have too many affiliates. The only requirement uh, to get in, or sorry, the, the difficult requirement to get in will be meeting the minimum work requirements for the workouts. I think that uh, we're going to see some pretty aggressive minimum work requirements, mm. whether in terms of amount of work done or difficult movements to have been accomplished. Because I don't think, despite the fact that it's opening a much wider net to individual qualifiers for the CrossFit Games, I think glassman and company are gonna want to see athletes who are reasonably crossfit making it there so i think we're going to see workouts that begin with a strict muscle up workouts that have some tough work requirements such that if you meet the minimum work requirements and you're the only one in your country who does it at least you're going to show up and not be you know not 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 be a silly person like totally outclassed Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean the open has never been easy and it's not going to suddenly Except become easy. Except that one year when it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to suddenly become easy. I mean, right. if you look at some of the some of the very first workouts in the Open, um, the very first Open workout was a 10-minute AMRAP of power snatches and double-unders. It was like yep. 15 power snatch, 30 double-unders. Yep. Uh, and the power snatch was like 75 pounds for the men. Mm-hmm. And that workout is devastating. Clip as does is. that workout all the time. It's oh, a yeah. great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the One of the workouts that year was like a push-up, box jump deadlift workout with light mm-hmm. deadlifts like these are all old school if you want an if you want an idea of what we can expect out of the open this year look at the first two years of the open that would be my suggestion look at the first couple years of the open those seven are the, minutes of burpees god damn it i hope not <laughs> uh, my my guess is we're gonna see workouts that are more similar to that than workouts than we there's more similar versus like compared mm-hmm. to like the mm-hmm. last couple years where a workout might have like you know, toes to bar and bar muscle-ups and ring muscle-ups in it, right? I don't know. I'm going to have to maybe slightly disagree with you. Now, you could obviously prove me right here once the things come out, but I'm thinking <laughs> that because that for the oh. first time, the Open is all one has to do to qualify for the CrossFit Games, that there'll be some additional burden to include both difficulty of movements, maybe difficulty of load that is beyond what has historically been seen in the open because there's always been another level of qualification yeah, i don't yeah, think that point. correction is going to happen with heavier weight mm. 
I think that correction is going to happen not, with. <laughs> but why? <laughs> but why not? Though? I, I think I don't think that correction yeah. is going to happen with heavier weight. I think I think it's moving the other direction. Mm. And even if you look at uh, Greg Glassman's hier- theoretical hierarchy of an athlete, right? The base is like nutrition, and then it's conditioning, and then it's gymnastics, and then it's weightlifting, mm-hmm. and then it's your sport, right? So I think I think just looking at that. You're like really gymnastics comes first. Yeah. Gymnastics comes before the weightlifting comes, right? Whack. When you look at what he talks about in developing a good CrossFitter, he doesn't really care about a three s- position pull. You're, <laughs> he doesn't really care about that. What, mm. what he wants is to see you do, you know, legless rope climb, like mm. double tap legless rope climbs. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fucked. Like we're probably not going to see rope climbs showing up in the open, but you sure as fuck should expect dumbbells strange asymmetrical movements and maybe my guess is a max but not a max that we've seen in the past max is that why you circus inst- dumbbell so we installed a rope in your backyard armin that's exactly why <laughs> Ooh, could we see l pull-ups l pull-ups that'd be really hard to judge yeah. you'd have to judge it with the you know profile camera there yeah, feet. but like what's <laughs> feet below the... Uh, like you can't put a protractor on a person though. Yeah. So. Absolutely, you can. can. <laughs> and will. Daddy, daddy, I'm so hungry. Daddy, I'm so, I had lunch earlier. Daddy, daddy, I had lunch, but I haven't eaten since. I'm so hungry. Daddy, please. I'm please, just, daddy, give me food now, I'm daddy. Just, I'm, I'm, what I'm hearing is like meat wad from Aqua Teen Hunger yeah, Force. Oh. Oh. All right, give me some food, really. <laughs> that's, that's basically what he's like. I'm just hearing the robot from the Tenacious D. <laughs> yeah, I you can fuck me if you need to fuck me. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> it sucks too. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> uh, yeah, we saw that with Tenacious D in the theater when uh, that played. That's amazing. Yeah, that that's right. Great. You guys mentioned that. Are uh, we doing a podcast now? We're, yeah, yeah. We should <laughs> okay, someone should clap. <laughs> that was a shit clap. No, that's good. It's fine. It's not a big deal. I'm mm-hmm. going to include all of that, including the clap, yeah. all the way through. Are we doing a podcast now? <laughs> That that might be that might be a good Instagram <laughs> clip. That's Are per- we doing a podcast? Are we now? doing a podcast now? That should be the new <laughs> professionalism. <laughs> the new secondary slogan behind "Tired is Enough" is "Are we doing a podcast now?" Oh wait, and and of course, but what if this? We really slacked on the but what if we this. have slacked on it, and I I went as far as to make a uh, a logo for it based off oh, of yeah? the the more you know uh, oh, yeah. star comment yeah, going yeah, through yeah, the space. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. need that. I yeah, think. we should do something with that. Yeah. <laughs> But what if what, Trace? <laughs> but what if this? But what if but what if this? What if instead <laughs> we turn that logo into a San human centipede shirt? Let's not let's not do the same. Oh my god, it, it, it occurs to me if we do the human centipede shirt, we can actually include uh, quotes from that South Park episode. You can do it, Kyle. I believe in you. Because <laughs> we have a Kyle. That's true. We have a Kyle. Uh, that is that's, that's true. And now uh, I think what else? Cuttlefish and asparagus. Exactly. Or vanilla ice cream. Or no, it was vanilla paste. Vanilla paste. Yes, that. Um, Cuttlefish and asparagus. Yes. <laughs> The uh, I think that what your we Japanese need to do accent isn't quite good enough though. Yeah. It's more like yeah, but it Cuttlefish asparagus or vanilla. That's that doesn't sound like he's just trying either. to like playfully avoid making it I, so. I racist. thought Cliff sounded just yeah, like yeah. the guy from South Park, That's right. the Mongolian guy though. Yeah. The um, <laughs> I, here's my idea. Here's goddamn my goddamn Mongolians. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Here's my idea. We uh, the t-shirt CrossFit sent you global inclusivity. 
Because CrossFit on the front, a globe on the back. My idea, we do scale as nation, similar style, globe on the flat on the on the back, many flags representing the nations of the world coming together. But the globe is wreathed in a human centipede <laughs> of just us and then every other content creator of the CrossFit space, just all ass to mouth, just orbiting the whole world. There just is no end mouth, either. To ass to yeah. mouth to ass to mouth. Yeah. It's mouths and asses yep. all around. Yep. Yep. That's great. I don't passes know all the, the way down. We don't have enough content creators at the moment. Around the world. <laughs> <laughs> we get like six people. Well, long. then we start throwing in athletes and stuff. You know, there you I mean, go. We, get, we there. could get Nick Urankar in there. You These know, days, everyone, want. everyone has a YouTube channel. Nick's yeah. the front, just so we're all clear. <laughs> it's a circle, man. A circle. There's no, there's, there's no, no start or end. Yeah, it just goes around. It's a closed system, which makes no sense in any way. But that's fine. We'll take it. So no fitness has happened since. Since we last talked, you guys no. realize this? No, no so fitness there has happened. Seven nice. sanctionals this week. It's very nice, actually. I'm, I'm <laughs> super not bummed about that. And um, Brent Fikowski giving you credit for staying up late and watching what the, up? the fucking sanctionals. My boy Brent. You talked to the people from uh, Ireland's Filthy Fifty, yeah? yeah. Uh, filthy One Fifty, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. did, and uh, I talked to him at Wat- at Wadapalooza, and. Uh, I was like, this is a good time to put it out. We have a little bit of a lull. Nobody mm-hmm. really knows a lot about this, or at least on, on our side of the pond, no one really knows a lot about this event, yeah. so we should get into it. And they were super fucking cool. Uh, it it apparently, by the way, is an event that has been using four-person teams from like six or seven years ago. Oh, wow. Like before CrossFit had four-person teams in anything They've been using four-person teams. Mm. So, like, events like Dubai, for example, yeah. which are, you know, oh, we have to do a team event this year, and let's just have them individually have people compete. do the same shit. Yeah, they're more like, we have to do an individual event this year. Okay, uh-huh. let's see how that goes. That'll be interesting. Yeah. So, you have to pick up the worm, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, they're, they're super cool. Individual that, synchro pull-ups. Jamie and Darina. <laughs> That's good. Yo, that would be a really good individual competition. <laughs> you have oh, well, four like, individuals yeah, yeah, yeah. all doing thrusters on the worm, and the last person in. <laughs> just those people fall away. Well, then what you do is you just sandbag it, no pun intended, Hey-o. the whole time, and you just like don't lift and just really try and get as try and lead it on the way down, and then like kind of drag ass on the way back up so that they're doing more weight than you. That's that's the way to game it, man. Mm-hmm. I've always I'm wanted to see that's how something. The works. I've always wanted to see like a game of a games event or a regionals event or just a competitive event that's a death buy. Mm. you know that just mm-hmm. just keeps going like you a know, battle royale like yeah and exactly you just end up seeing two people it's like the 26th minute of death by thrusters mm-hmm. they they both their legs are already rabdoed death up by cindy it's just dead yeah exactly yeah, that work. that's standing exactly on the it. corpses of everybody else exactly you're not allowed to leave the floor <laughs> after you're done you just have to God. sit there and watch yourself <laughs> die Death by Cindy would be sort of a fun final event at the CrossFit Games. <laughs> to end it for all time. See slowly the, the attrition drop off. Where they bring in two people left. someone named Cindy to murder <laughs> all the competitors. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm. <clears throat> are, we getting, are we getting the dog in the background? Let's see. I'm you guys hear that? Yes. You guys hear that? No, I don't think they're picking that up on the mics. <laughs> that yeah. did not last long at that all. That did not last long. I don't know if he finished it or what, but I gave Bowie a, a peanut butter snack. Yeah, if as in a, a Kong filled with peanut butter. If you notice a big hiccup. Pissed. <laughs> yeah, if you notice a big hiccup in the podcast where suddenly everything the subject changed is because we had to deal with the dog. And yeah. you did what any good parent should do and rewarded bad behavior How while dare punishing you? good old Sonny. 
Sonny didn't get any peanut butter, but he's a good boy. What is your problem, sir? <laughs> Are you getting this, everyone? Is everyone getting this? this is Armin, Armin is abusing his dog back there. Yeah. This is like that guy who got caught on a Twitch stream verbally abusing his wife. And oh, shit, really? His whole, his whole situation blown up. I don't know anything like, about this. I don't know anything about Twitch or video games. I bet he did. He's a big hey, dog. Get out of here. All dogs outside. You can find video of all this and more. Arm and Hammer TV on YouTube. And it begins. Nice. We've been going the whole time. You can find video of this. What did you guys talk about while I was gone? Um, uh, while, I was, while I was totally parenting. not abusing my dogs. Oh, no, wait, I brought up the fact a Twitch that... Twitch streamer. Yes, apparently I saw some news story. There was some Twitch streamer. This was maybe a month ago or so. Who uh, was, was horrible. <laughs> it's actually horrible and not funny at all. But it's like he's like gets mad that his girlfriend is fucking with his Twitch stream. And he was like a popular Twitch streamer. And you like you could like see him get up and like go scream at her and slap her off camera. And, like, oh, God. God. and he was like live that. broadcasting this. To the world. I heard about and that. needless to say, uh, it didn't go well for him. Yeah, you know, um, I've been recently uh, watching a lot of H3H3. You guys know? Have you yeah, guys yeah. I'm familiar with I it, yeah. It so, uh, Ethan Klein is very, very fucking funny. Mm. And he has a great way of analyzing a lot of the shit that's going on uh, in pop culture right now. And uh, the key to his thinking method is never blinking both eyes at the same time. It's amazing. I, his, oh, I've his never mannerisms, His mannerisms are so, so fascinating. It's <laughs> the key to his insights there. It helps the brain function, uh, the creative section of the I brain function love it. better. I'm like, yeah. I, I love it. I love watching it just to study his game. His game is strong. Uh, anyway, so he, t- he talks about how a lot of these people that are famous have no fucking right, should mm-hmm. never have ever developed the audiences they have developed. And yep. that guy... Who is stupid enough, first of all, mm-hmm. to abuse his girlfriend. Yes. Second of all, to do it while live streaming on Twitch to thousands of people. Yep. That's a level of ineptitude that would have yeah. gotten bred out of the human race a yeah. long time ago. Natural and now, selection. Now he just probably, now he has, he's in jail and he probably has women throwing themselves at him. Like, yeah. Yeah. Bundy. Yeah, by the way, just speaking of the age three, age three guy, uh, is it just me or is his wife slash girlfriend the female version of the guy who drives uh, the uh, red car in uh, way too much, way too fast in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? You know, who takes the car in the oh, car garage. I remember there. that guy. That, that guy, guy was a like character actor like in the eighties. There, I just have to. That's an observation yeah. I've had for a while. A put, 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 a must, put a mustache on his wife. There. That is such mm-hmm. a specific comparison. Oh, yeah. We're at a level yeah. of references that I'm completely. Yeah, I, I really but I do know I the know guy you're on. talking about. He was in. Uh, I don't, also, I can't he was also him. on Muppets Take Manhattan somewhere. Yeah, oh, I can't yeah. picture. I believe he. Did he rob Miss Piggy? Was he the guy who robbed Miss Piggy? But he was featured in Muppet's Take. Now Man Kyle Man. needs to answer this question. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so why don't we why don't we talk about True Detective? Because mm-hmm. two episodes have come out since we last talked about True Detective. Oh yeah, episode four. All yeah, it was, a, it was a doozy. It was it crazy. Was doozy. Yeah, Chase Talking Chase nuts. shit his pants. He was right here. We were watching it together, and he oh, literally to be fair, shit, I shit in his my pants. pants. Oh. All the time on Sundays, so oh, that's a good point. Uh, it's unrelated to the episode, you just yeah. shit your pants every yeah. Sunday. Yeah. No, we were, we were watching. He hasn't seen any episodes. We were watching episodes. He's just here. He shit his pants. It was crazy. Okay. Um, so yeah, episodes four <laughs> and five. Food, man. It'll do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I, so as a quick recap, um, the things that happened in episodes four <laughs> and five broadly were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. 
So I watched episode five last night and I had forgotten a bunch of stuff about episode four right before I watched it. But luckily mm-hmm. they have the uh, previously on true detective, which I feel like mm-hmm. now I should just make a parody of because that voice makes me sound like I could be funny at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Support me in this. Yeah, man. Thank you. I was looking up that guy. I actually am just tuning back into the conversation. So, so anyway, go ahead. In episode four, we got a setup for um, this big uh, shootout with Woodard, the uh, Native American guy. Oh, yeah. The Vietnam vet yep. who is the trash man. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a hell of a goddamn shootout. We get, we get a setup for this big shootout in episode four. We also find out that uh, in episode four, the 1990s versions of... Uh, you know, Mahershala mm-hmm. and uh, Roland get mm-hmm. together, and they are now that that storyline is starting to take off now. And then we also find out, uh, uh, generally speaking, that that their relationship, Mahershala and his wife's relationship, is like kind of falling apart mm-hmm. because she's getting successful and mm-hmm. she's sort of like really good at being a detective and like really into the story. And it's something that for his character is like a failure. And Mm -hmm. there's like, everyone keeps referencing. So like the things we haven't seen that they talk about is like in the 1980 timeline, that case is the reason why he's not a detective between Mm -hmm. 1980 and 1990. Mm -hmm. We also hear that uh, in episode five, we hear that, that he and Roland did some bad shit together at yep. some point, probably in 1990. Yep. And because of that, they are both sort of like haunted by the repercussions of their behavior, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's personal. And then uh, uh, we find out a couple other things. So in episode five, we find out that holy shit the, so one the, of the things i don't, I don't want to yeah, yeah, throw no, you go, off but one of the it. things that uh i'm that, having i'm struggling <laughs> remembering i was, I was, I was trying yeah. to save you i think one of the things that's really interesting that happened was we knew in a previous episode that in 1980 they got the wrong guy and so originally the 1990 timeline if you recall was just a series of interviews a series of contentious interviews with uh with uh with what's his face who has not been um a cop for 10 years and that's uh and it said i think in episode one you know when they're asking what's going on and it's basically like well from what i understand we got the wrong guy like new evidence has come to light you know the girl is still alive whatever the thing is uh now we were finally told that the guy who was got in 1980 was in fact uh the native american guy woodard woodard the trash man yes was the trash man woodard and so that's interesting because he certainly has like he's because a he's dead uh because he was killed in this episode and in this big shootout thing and whatever and so that we know that the the crime ultimately was pinned on him but we still don't have a clear indication as to exactly what happened unless i'm really forgetting something that would have gotten them to not be a part of the force anymore am i correct no we have not seen mm-hmm. what yeah, that so that's what's interesting is that we kind of know the guy they're going after, the guy who ultimately it was pinned on, is dead already, but that 1980 timeline is still going to continue. So the question is, what is going to happen? Is uh, is there a whole circuitous thing that's going to happen where they realize it's not Woodard, they go out, they try and pin it on one of the Satan kids or something like that, horrible shit happens, and eventually it ends up getting pinned back on Woodard uh, for political reasons. I don't know. But I'm just trying to think of what is the thing. It's, it, it, it basically has... Because we've assumed up to this point that in getting the guy 
something's going to happen uh, that's going to you know get them ousted, get to him ousted from the force. Now we know that the guy has got not only who it is, but that he's already dead. Yeah. So what's going to happen that's going to get him in, to walk away? In episode five, we find out how they get him. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. In episode five, they basically show this this flashback mm-hmm. uh, of them finding these two cops finding mm-hmm. the little girl's backpack and finding oh, the yeah, little yeah. girl's clothes or the boy's backpack or something and finding the clothes that were like burned in the mm-hmm. in like a burn barrel and that was the evidence that they used to pin it on Woodard and mm-hmm. uh you know he makes this argument like there's no way this could be real these these had to be planted mm-hmm. because the backpack isn't damaged at all from the um the shrapnel is not damaged at all from from that that uh, in that bomb that he set mm-hmm. off uh, at the door and so you kind of get this idea that Maybe they just kind of got railroaded in the 1980 timeline. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what the attorney general wants to happen. Like, you just have to let this happen and we have to, you know, pin it on this dude. Yeah, yeah. And they just got, um, you know, sidelined because of like that violence is like, okay, well, this is, mm-hmm. this is what it's going to be. I guess we're just going to have to let it go and assume that she's dead and assume that this is the guy that did it. Um, because it's a, it's a nice and easy way of buttoning this up, mm-hmm. um, which might explain why they're both kind of guilty they both feel kind of guilty and responsible for this whole thing Mm -hmm. when the girl pops back up in 1990 um but what i found really fascinating was at the end of episode five episode five had so many fucking things going on in it like for the first time uh you get to meet um uh roland's girlfriend Mm -hmm. he he like he like dates and lives with that chick that he meets at the at the church Mm -hmm. right but 10 years has passed and it's the first time that he's that that uh, Mahershala Ali and his wife are meeting her. Yeah, yeah. And so they obviously like their relationship has like fallen apart. And mm-hmm. then we see sort of the further continuation of that of that deteriorating relationship in the 2015 timeline when like mm-hmm. old man Mahershala Ali, who has like terrible memory, comes and finds old man Roland, who's living just, the dream out there, just, just alone, him. drinking every day, morning's night with yes. dogs. Yeah, great, it's amazing, great, it's the great life. And uh, the there co- was an unspoken thing when Cliff and I watched, and we realized that this guy's life. There's, you know, it's been a long-standing dream of of both of ours. Uh, you know, with aspirational figures like. Clint Eastwood in, in, in Gran Torino, mm-hmm. uh, this guy in this move in this show, just the idea of eventually just wanting to get to that place where there's no more potential to be to be uh, actualized in our lives. There's literally we're too old and useless to do anything, and so all that's left to do is sit on your porch and drink beer all day long. And um, he man, did that. He did it's it. Goddamn beautiful. A fucking dream. Kudos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I, I guess what we see is. Uh, a few things that happens really important in episode five. I'm sure everything's really fucking important, but a few things that are, are really interesting. One is the dad uh, does like this thing on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, uh, you know, because the daughter is alive, like they find out the daughter's alive. So they have this big plea on TV like, hey, uh, I'm just looking for my daughter. I want to find my daughter. Mm-hmm. And then the daughter calls in to the helpline and says, you know, get that like get that man away from me don't stop looking mm-hmm. for me you're mm-hmm. pretending to be my father you took me like i'm free now yeah all mm-hmm. this like crazy shit and we also know uh what was the piece of evidence 
uh, that what's her name? Meryl Streep's daughter, who's in the show, who yeah. plays the crazy. Uh, oh, the, uh, she the director. Wrote, yeah, the, the the director chick. No, no, the blonde, no, 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 the no, blonde, the, the mother, the, the mother. crazy mom who's all on oh, drugs yeah, yeah. and everything. That's Meryl Streep's daughter. Yeah, that's Meryl Streep's oh, daughter. She's, she used to be on yeah. a show of some kind. Anyway, she looks a lot like Meryl Streep. Um, but we also found out what was the piece of evidence the that they they the, tied her in with the, the note. The note. The that's right. Yes. Note. Mm-hmm. Children should. She kept children saying should children laugh. should laugh, and then in the note it said children should laugh. So the idea is that somehow the fucking like a crazy mom is relate is somehow tied in with the disappearance, which is interesting because like the negative space there that's starting to fill in is maybe this was one of the many men she was cheating on him with. Maybe that guy took a shine to the to the daughter. Or the boy, maybe, 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 maybe. All maybe of it's these her things. brother. Though, yeah, maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Maybe they, they they talked about him, and so the question is like, maybe there's something in there that um, uh, wherein there was someone, and the, sorry, the whole uh, he's not my real father thing. So did someone along the way come in and convince uh, the daughter that he was her real father, or because she cheats on him constantly, is in fact the girl not her father's yeah. a daughter, and well, in fact is her real father is some other dude. What's interesting about that to me was the, uh, the, the way we find that out is for the first time in the 2015 timeline, he reads the book. Is it in 2015 timeline? Yeah. That he reads uh-huh. yeah for yeah. the first time in that 2015 mm-hmm. timeline, he reads the book his wife wrote about the case in 1980 yeah. and realizes that she had this conversation with the wife yep. in 1980 where she says children should laugh yep. and that that's completely separate. Like she'd never seen, the uh, the ransom note before and mm-hmm. never really talked about the ransom note. Which, and by so the way, it's a great piece of characterization for him. Just the fact that out of spite for his wife's success, he never read the book never for read 25 it. years yeah. or oh, how yeah. long it's been. 35 years. 35 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even after she's dead. Long yeah. gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I found that to be really interesting that his first reaction mm-hmm. was, one, I should have read this book a lot sooner. And two, you know, that he thinks that Lucy may have Lucy's the wife that she may have written that note mm-hmm. as a way of getting him to like getting her husband to, to like let go of it. But yeah. I, I wonder, I wonder if there's something more to that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And the other thing is I, I'm starting to see it kind of materialize here. Cause it's like so much of like uh, uh, the dreams of like kids who are in abusive or contentious households is that they have, it's kind of the Harry Potter fantasy. The idea that they act, their real parents are other better people who live elsewhere is a common sort of fantasy shared by people in those circumstances. And they've mm-hmm. done a lot to establish that, they had like the most hellacious home life possible and then they've done a lot to establish all of this. He's They've thrown in the he's not my real father thing and they've thrown in so somewhere along the way either she's convinced, the kids are convinced that their real dad or real mom or whomever is the, whoever they're meeting in the woods and possibly given the nature of the mom's uh, like rampant infidelity that potentially maybe it's true and maybe the maybe they will go into it thinking it's oh some fucking child kidnapper convinced him he was his real dad and will later on be revealed that like oh no it actually is his real or her real dad yeah so, I guess uh, but he maybe that's why he kills the boy because the boy isn't his son perhaps mm, I don't know perhaps or it is and that's accidentally then know. you know the the real culmination of mm-hmm. this is like and you can kind of see the structure like looking back at the past five episodes you can kind of see this cascading structure mm-hmm. it focuses a lot on the 1980 storyline setting it up with just a little bit of hints from the 1990 and a little bit of hints from 2015 and then it's a little bit more revealed from each one the 1980 storyline seems like it's getting close mm-hmm. to wrapping up. The 1990 storyline is starting to hit a peak with him realizing that the kids out there still, that they're, they're getting some leads, that his marriage is falling apart, all this different stuff. And then now the 2015 storyline is kicking off because 
he's finally met back up with Roland for the first time in several mm-hmm. years. They obviously have had like this big falling out that he doesn't remember. Mm-hmm. He doesn't remember why he, yeah. Roland is so pissed at him. Roland like has this big breakdown, like telling him like, fuck you, man. I can't believe you're back here after all this and you don't, you don't even apologize for what you did. And he's like, I don't remember what I did. Yeah. I don't know what I'm trying <laughs> to. You have that great moment between Steven Dorff and uh, Mahershala Ali's son where he's like, Trust me, I've been down that road. It's not worth it. Right, about <laughs> no, being mad like, to him. Yeah. yeah, it's like being mad about him. He's like, it's just not worth it. It's like you're, whatever satisfaction you think you're going to get out of blowing up at him, it's you were going to realize that it's not worth it. And sure enough, he blows up at him, and then almost immediately he realizes that he's blowing yeah. up at someone who has no idea mm-hmm. what he's and, talking about. And uh, Arm, you make a good point mm. there in terms of how uh, these different timelines have each sort of sequentially, starting in 1980, then in 1990, then 2015. Uh, they're sort of each of them is hitting their stride at a staggered point there. Yeah. And what's unique about this, which might make the show incredibly rewatchable for a second watch, is in each of these storylines, there's going to be a climax. The climax has already happened in 1980, has already happened in 1990, and is referenced in the future time there. And referenced mm-hmm. in the future time is that. Something terrible happens in 1980, which knocks him out of the force. Mm-hmm. Given lots of hints of that, we're not going to see that until the very nearly the end of the series. Ditto mm-hmm. in 1990. Saw mm-hmm. something haunting that also made those two cops not talk to each other for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And we're also not going to see that until probably near the climax. And then 2015, of course, there are no hints of anything, but that'll be some sort of final resolution. So what I'm... This is a unique show in that we're going to... It's the the how exposition is balanced out Mm. such that the climax, the consequential climax of both of the previous timelines, which still have effects on the later timelines, Mm. manage nevertheless to still be hidden from the audience up until most likely near the end. It could be a staged Mm -hmm. series of climaxes. It could be episodes... You know, eight, nine, and ten is climax of eighty, climax mm-hmm. of ninety, clim- or or you could even smush them all mm-hmm. together into the last episode there. But the, how they're able to make a coherent story in nineteen ninety, in twenty fifteen, where the key events have already taken place, but and have been hinted at strongly, but where we genuinely can't predict what it's going to be. We'll yeah, be genuinely surprising at every stage. I agree. Yeah. I, I think oh, a rewa- we're on the point of rewatchability, uniquely rewatchable yeah. in that. All of the references that are made continuously to all the terrible things which happened in the past, you know, whatever haunting thing that was seen in 1990 when that is referenced. The second time you watch this, it'll be quite effortless because you'll know all the things that happened. You'll know all the things they're referencing. You'll be able to understand, as opposed to being intrigued by the mystery of what they're hinting at, you're like, oh yeah, that, that, uh, that uh, you know, when... Uh, when uh, that anvil dropped on his head there, that, that haunted them all. Yeah, for, you'll, you'll be they able saw to a man that. squashed alive. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. The last, I, I, I really loved that last conversation uh, at the end of episode five between old man Mahershala and old man um, Stephen Dorff, and um, that conversation was I felt like so well written and so well acted out by both of them because it had the weight of 35 year long relationship mm-hmm. 
that had its own holes Mm -hmm. and the references to everything that was happening in the past, you know, they were able to essentially build up even more the mystery of what happened in 1990. Cause you know, uh, asks him like, are you sure you want to get back into this knowing we've done what we've done? Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, I I know, and especially specifically asking like, are you sure you want to talk to this, this Mm -hmm. director chick about this show? Like what, aren't you afraid that you might slip up and say something that, that you shouldn't be saying or remember something that you shouldn't be remembering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he's, he says something like, I remember and I won't say anything. Mm. And, uh, and so imagine by the way, what that scene will be like on your rewatch. Of <laughs> oh, it'll mean so later. much more. It'll yeah. mean, so it'll be, have an entirely different meaning. Absolutely. There, uh-huh. Yeah. And he in fact did remember they talk and about two specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They talk about two specific things. One is this guy, uh, Harris James, yep who uh, the director chick like confronts him with this picture saying, hey, this guy went missing. This guy was in the 1990 mm-hmm. investigation, 1980 investigation, and went missing in 1990. Do you remember him? Mm-hmm. And he looks at it and kind of, he's like, I know I've never seen this guy before, but he's one of the guys who finds the backpack in mm-hmm. the broken down house I'm, in the flashback. I'm, I'm missing, I'm, I'm, for some reason I can't remember this picture or when this this popped in, in in the thing, but that would, that certainly, a guy disappearing in 1990 uh, who maybe was murdered certainly goes a long way to explain why uh, he's been silent on the issue yeah. for all of that and time. Then, and then they, he also mentions that this, the he says Hoyt came mm. and saw me the day after mm-hmm. saying like something happened and then Hoyt, which was the old employer for mm-hmm. the wife Lucy, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, he's the guy who owns the meat packing plant or the chicken farm plant or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hoyt went and found me, and he and he goes, "I never told you about it uh, because I didn't I didn't think anything was of it. Like I was going through my own shit." So mm-hmm. it's like they build this whole fucking meat just within that one conversation of them in 2015. They build up this whole thing of like what to expect in in the 1990 storyline that I just think is uh is is really compelling overall i felt like it was really fucking compelling mm-hmm. so yeah alternate interesting alternate take here on things uh there was a mention early on that i thought was interesting when they said uh um, Herschel Ali says uh, that I think that it was all about the girl and I think the boy was like incidental and therefore the boy was killed and they kind of all like nod and agree on that etc um, and yet it is the boy who is in the picture with his eyes closed it's the boy who has his hands clasped who's dead and the whole thing and I think it would be interesting if whatever the mystery reveals actually pertains more to the boy and that maybe the girl's involvement is incidental uh, maybe someone, some weirdo wanted, needed for some reason to kill that boy, killed him and didn't know what to do with the girl and so just raised the girl as their own or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that it was really about some sort of obsession with the boy. So I'm curious to see if that factors into yeah. it all. Huge turn, as it turns out, the little boy, Antichrist. Whoa. Yeah. That would be 666 on his scalp. Oh, that, would that, would be, be awesome. that would be a hell of a twist. Speaking mm. of which, I follow 666 people exactly on, on Instagram. <laughs> so from now on, whenever I follow well, anybody, someone well. has to go. That's mm-hmm. a good number. Um, let's just let's let's wrap it up there, guys. Let's hear it up. Cool. All right. Uh, I am at Mr. Kyle Bogart on the most sensual Instagram account on the internet. I am at Cliff Bogart on the fattest Instagram account <laughs> on the internet. Damn, that changed a lot. I'm at Chase504 on Instagram and Twitter. You can find the show at San Podcast. You can find me at Armin Hammer TV. And uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And I promise you, Bowie is not being tortured in the background. He's just very, very hungry, which I'm going to go take care of right now. <laughs> Thanks, folks. Tired is enough. See you guys next time. Later.